I got a Santa's White Christmas. Hey, we're drinking beers. All right, we're on live. What's up, everybody? It's Sports Keto Wrestling. NXT War Games just wrapped up. Is this the end of NXT Black and Gold? All right, we had a big upset inside the cage. We'll talk about it in a whole lot more. I'm not alone. I'm on with the fellas here, and you're going to be on screen as well. Get your comments on screen. Share the link so you don't stink. Please remember, when watching wrestling, you got to enjoy it, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight because this may be the end of NXT as we know it. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! Watch out, watch out, watch out! What's up, everybody? I am Kev Kelm, Jose G, with me down in Florida, in Nebraska, if you ask you. We have JB Huskers. If you are with us live, go ahead and share that link. If you're just joining the conversation, you're with us for the first time after a pay-per-view Get in there. Is this the end of Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano in NXT as we know it? We will find out in a, a next few days. But we do have some news that kind of came out right before the pay-per-view, during the pay-per-view starting. They kind of alluded to it. Maybe this is the end for sure. But all, all signs point towards something is happening with these guys. More importantly, this was a fun pay-per-view. This was a fun pay-per-view. I wouldn't call it one of the best uh, WWE pay-per-views of the year. Maybe not even better than the last TakeOver. Uh, but you had War Games matches. Two rings, double cages, two teams getting in there with real issues that came together. Uh, overall, coming out of the show, this is a thumbs-up pay-per-view. We'll do our ratings and stuff. I'm not saying this is the best show of the year, uh, but this was something special. Uh, your initial takes coming off, off, off this one, fellas. I thought this was uh, an entertaining show. Uh I'll get into it later, but there is some things that I have to nitpick about the duration of the show Mm -hmm. and what things happen in between the matches. But that's just me nitpicking. But if we're going overall from the quality of the matches and thing and the story that was told from the beginning to the end of the night, I think I think they did a pretty good job. They entertained the hell out of me. Um, And some of those matches, man. Wow. Those war games matches, the beginning and the ending. Very good. Very nice. Uh, yeah, the bookend of War Games, both the women and the men brought it. That was for damn sure. Uh, in between, I think two of the three matches were something that you would see on NXT level. And then that I thought uh, uh, the tag match was phenomenal. And I think, I don't know if people had noticed him uh, until tonight, but holy holy crap, Fabian Eichner shined. Tonight. That's the MVP that. of the night right there, man. Yeah, Fabian Eichner shined in that tag match. Uh, the the Gacy and and uh, you know and Gacy and uh, Strong was decent, pretty good. Not um, the ending everyone was expecting there, huh? No, no. A lot of people, a lot of people thought we were going to have like a a and title, we'll, a name change in the title and things. Yeah, like we'll that. jump into every match here, but there were some surprises on this show, and I do think there was a, a a big upset at the end of the night here. But let's jump into this opening match here. Uh, let's let's do the let's do the ending. We got to start with the ending, right? We always work yeah, our way down here. This is uh, the end. Is this the end? Uh, Johnny Gargano coming out to the Rebel Heart. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, that tugged my heart. I was yeah. marking out. I was yelling in my. He hasn't house. come out to this in a while. This is his old theme, and it certainly took a long look inside that cage when he got in there, yeah. and he got the unfortunate position of being the man to start off the match at a disadvantage with Team 2.0, the new guys. An NXT led by Carmelo Hayes, the current North American champion. Uh, and they got going in here. I thought the opening part was really interesting because it kind of created the idea that Gargano was going to take a lot of whooping in this match, and he did. He took yeah. a lot of punishment in this match. I loved that. Uh, I loved that Gargano uh, basically pieced together 
every little part of a takeover outfit from the past all into one and and that was uh, great uh johnny takeover and kind of ransom letters on the back of his uh, trunks i thought that was cool and then coming out to rebel heart that whole thing that whole thing was just a tremendous way to say goodbye if uh guys like sean ross sap are correct with his report from earlier tonight we'll get into that I think it it definitely uh, tugged on the nostalgia hearts. Those of us have been following the black and gold since its inception. And since Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa made their way over to the black and gold. Now, what I really loved about this was back in 2016, when, uh, when the glorious Bobby Roode had just made his way into the black and gold, they were doing a series of vignettes on social media with the glorious song in Mm -hmm. the gym or at home (laughs) or just, just wherever, uh, Bobby Roode was glorious so Bob. tonight. So tonight we got a glorious Bob. It was just right before the show. They posted on social media. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, and yeah, man, I think you could, you could feel, and you can tell that this was very sentimental mm-hmm. for Johnny Gargano tonight. Yeah. And it was pretty cool to see. Uh, it was pretty cool to see Dexter Loomis come out from under the ring and he got one more thumbs up between the two. I thought that was a real touching moment as well. If indeed Johnny is leaving, we get to see that for one more time because that, that whole relationship between those two really turned into something good on NXT. Uh, we'll cover that right after we wrap up this main event here, brutal main event, a lot of Woo! fun, different stuff in it. Uh, Tony D'Angelo pulling his tactics, getting all the plunder hey, in the ring. Hey, I got, hey, I got crowbar here. I got crowbar oh, in, the, in between the rings. Yeah, I got uh, crowbar. L- hey. LA, LA Knight climbing up over the cage and jumping into the mix. Yeah, here. that was interesting. Yo, the people were over for LA Knight tonight. I this is the loudest they've ever been for LA Knight my, my, since uh, he's been in NXT. My podcast mm-hmm. partner put a bug in my head, making me think that you know, LA Knight cut that awesome promo after uh, 2.0 on Tuesday and they aired it uh, tonight as well. They re-aired it and he put this bug into my head that, that he's cutting that great promo only to turn on the black and gold. I'm like, no, no don't, don't do, do it. That. Don't do it. Uh, how about Grayson Waller? That dude took some crazy bumps tonight too, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah real coming out party for, yeah. Real coming out party for him. He's a guy who's had, he's had some fine matches. He's really cut some inter- more interesting promos and matches, but you know, he was leaping off the top rope, going through tables, getting Ooh, put through tables. The height uh, on that elbow. Holy cow. Yeah, putting people through tables also in there. Pete Dunn looked fine. He almost played a more of a secondary role in this match. You get to do a handful of things, but he was minor. Uh, really, It really ramped up when Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker got in the mix. And oh, this yeah. is the final stage, so all the teams are in. Now you can actually have a finish. You can't eliminate. This, you know, War Games works that way. It's not like individual people get eliminated. Only the eliminations. You know, is the, it? The, the pinfall can only happen at the when all all the competitors are in the ring. Is it me or did they take away the surrender and exit the cage rules? Like when they ran down the rules for both matches, I those were kind of missing. Those used to be, you know, in the original war games. If you yeah, exited the take, cage, I think they taken. I think they taken those out over the last few years. Okay, because I haven't I haven't seen it in in this uh on this uh, latest rounds of mm-hmm. uh, of war games. Yeah. Uh, Michael Peter saying, "Wow, I'm so used to watching the replay. Are you still watching? Used to watching the replay of us, or just watching the replay of the show? I know there's plenty of people that talk to us to say, hey, I can't watch it live.' But they let me talk to you, uh, Jeremy. It's Jeremy. It's it's so important. Who won? Who lost? I need to know. Well, Jeremy, maybe you should have watched the show and just joined the conversation what? with us. But he's <laughs> watching our show, though. That, that that's <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Though. That's I'll what matters. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Uh, here's the thing, Jeremy. Uh, the Team 2.0 won." 
And they won a decisive faction. A little bit of a throwback to Team DIY. Gargano and Chapa get to do their Ooh. double knee strike here and the double pin. Ooh. But it didn't didn't matter. I thought that was it. Down. Carmelo Hayes, man, with that sneaky, Ooh. sneaky heel Ooh. there. Off camera. Just, oh, it was great. And then he was just smiling about it, too. Yeah. He's like, nope, not tonight. Oh, Speak man, Carmelo Hayes had a really good outing tonight, too. Yeah, he did. I mean, how how smooth is he in the ring when he was going with Gargano one on one? Just looks so smooth. It was uh, it was tremendous. If we, I know we're getting a a, a possible goodbye match with Kyle O'Reilly on Tuesday. I want to see a goodbye match with uh, Gargano and Carmelo on Tuesday as well. If we could get that Tuesday, could, just get it, Jeremy. T- Tuesday could shape up to a a tremendous uh, a, a emotional. Uh, edition of NXT 2.0. Speaking of smiles, how about that little rise smile by Pete Dunn in the in between the rings, man? I love that when they were they were pal four men from black and gold or in between the rings, about ready to get that. That was so good. Four. Two two on one side, two on the other. That yeah. that spot was real cool too. Yeah. Um, th- this match this match delivered, man. This match was good. The the, the black mm-hmm. and gold and 2.0 story was there from the get. You saw it on the war paint on both the and the 2.0 side. Yeah and the black and gold side and even in the crowd man there was a good amount of people chanting 2.0 but a lot more people chanting black and gold good night though. Good, good overall match though yeah i love the italian uh, uh love the italian flat italian paint on tony uh d'angelo mm-hmm. um a poor brown breaker that uh that chain was no selling him there when he was trying to get in the cage <laughs> <laughs> i got this i got this and it takes like five Ooh. times to break Ooh. it did you know it's like that happen all the time? I've been at wrestling shows when there's supposed to be something like that. It's like a structural objective gimmick type. Do you thing. notice he was wearing his dad's boots, by the way? No. Yeah. Did it said Steiner. He said Steiner on him. He was wearing his dad's boots. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. So. Uh here, here's one. Johnny Castro before we wrap up uh run down the men's war games match. Damn it, forgot war games is tonight. Is it worth watching? Yeah, I would say it is. Uh, I, I, I would spend two hours uh, watching yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm not saying it's the best show, but it's definitely like if NXT is going in a different direction and they're not calling these shows takeover, I'm okay with it. If you're going to make these shows special and like it felt like a war games, both, both of those made sense and had consequential things here because let's get right to the finish here. Braun Breaker pinned Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, think... I don't think he's losing a second time. I think he's taking that title off of Ciampa whenever that comes around again. Yeah, I think they were waiting for a situation like this to happen in order to – because we saw the beginning of it back at Halloween Havoc, right? Yeah. We had a certain amount of ch- title changes. We saw an, an introduction of a lot of new characters. And then tonight, with that pin, it really solidifies on the in the direction where they're going. Yeah. With Gargano out of the door, with O'Reilly out of the door – I mean, it's just only a matter of time for Breaker to get that position. Yeah. So I agree with you, Jeremy. Yeah, you had the rocket up the ass right the way, right away. And, you know, but he didn't everything. He excelled at all parts of the business right away. He excelled at promos. He excelled in the ring. And so it made sense to have that match with Ciampa, and it made sense for him to lose it. Now you come back around and you have him win a big match like War Games. He gets the pin on the champion. And now he's got a lot of legitimacy beating four legendary wrestlers. And now he's got that legitimacy that has uh, backed him up now where I think he will take the title this time around. It's also worth noting he beat, you know, Johnny Gargano in a ladder match this week too. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this was a predictable outcome, but it wasn't something where I felt cheated, you know, like where I, yeah, like it wasn't a dead giveaway. Exactly. No, because I thought it was over when they double stacked Breaker. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I did too. I did too. They had me believing. 
Love it yeah. when they do that. Let's get to this. This is obviously the thing that was kind of hanging over the whole night here is the reported situation of what is going on with Johnny Gargano and Kyle Riley. We'll get into Gargano first. Uh, Gargano signed a short-term extension with his deal expiring recently. So that was a good sign with uh, within the WWE side. There is massive interest from WWE in keeping him in a multi-year agreement. Now, it is not known if he has signed one. What's the update, Jeremy Bennett, from our old millennial melter Sean Ross up? Because it looks like the assumption is that uh, at least Kyle Riley and Gargano are at least looking past this deal, whether or not it means they sign a new one, but they're looking past mm. this one. So there's no assumption that they signed a new one this week or anything. Yeah. They're locked uh, in. Gargano's extension was just one week so they could get through TakeOver and mm-hmm. uh, NXT uh, 2.0 this coming Tuesday. And uh, if you saw uh, prior to the women's war, I don't know if it was prior to the women's war games match or mm-hmm. right after, I think it might have been on the kickoff show, actually, to be honest. Uh, the, Black and gold was backstage, and and you could tell based on what Johnny was saying and based on what Champa was saying, it felt like this is going to be the swan song for te- for uh, takeovers for Gargano. Uh, and uh, Sean Rossap literally uh, just before NXT uh, War Games went on the air stated that uh, many within the company are operating on the assumption that neither man will be around after this week, which is after this coming Tuesday. Both men have been offered multi-year deals and were brought to SmackDown a couple of weeks ago and it has been communicated to both men that the company wants to retain their services. Some talent they spoke to personally were not giving their farewells to the two just yet, but they expect both men, because they expect to see both men backstage Tuesday at NXT. It was not specified if they were booked for this week's NXT, but now we definitely know Kyle O'Reilly is as he's taking on Von Wagner in a steel cage match. Uh, one source high up within WWE indicated to Fightful that their worst case scenario looked like even if they re-signed both one would take some time off obviously that'd probably be gargano with a child on the way uh the prevailing belief amongst those that they spoke to with um, from fightful is that they expect both contracts to expire and at least one to outright leave the company which probably is going to be o'reilly which uh then leaves uh, maybe gargano at a at a 50 50 at this who knows maybe they both leave yeah i don't know i i think uh I, I think Gargano was going to probably let it expire and then sit out um, through the birth of their child and then probably make a decision where I think O'Reilly is outright going to be gone and probably heading to AEW uh, most likely because everybody's clamoring for that uh, uh, Undisputed Era elite battle, which is still ways away because Kenny Omega is going to be gone for quite a while. Um, so I'm expecting both, like Sean said, I'm expecting both to let the contracts expire Gargano's probably going to take a little extra time to assess things and then probably make a decision uh, maybe a month or so after the birth of their child. Which is understandable because you want to spend as much time with that new baby, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's out of a contract. I mean, he, I'm sure he's doing well. So yep. let him let him enjoy that for the next two or three months. And maybe mm-hmm. he'll surprise us and make an appearance on the main roster or come back to the t- to 2.0. Who knows? Yeah. Or AEW. I, I, mean, I, just, I wanted to come it's back hard to predict because you, you got to go into someone else's head. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and I'm, a, I'm of the thought that, and this is me talking to hardcore AEW fans. They're like, oh, if you're just a fan of WWE. And my thing is, if you're just a fan of AEW, you can't just think that everyone is going to go there. That like That's just kind of illogical. Yeah, uh, and and that's my logic. And then stepping away from that, if like I'm on the AEW side, surely you want these people. Yeah, absolutely, you want these people. Well, here and I said it. I said it on and top let me, story. Let me just finish okay. this point. But if you're WWE, it's like 
at some point we're just going to give someone a lot more money mm-hmm. than maybe than maybe we we would normally give them mm-hmm. and we're going to give them a lot more perks and we're going to give them something that says hey you have a, we're going to give you some of these talents and you're seeing this with other people too you saw this with Samoa Joe is yeah we let you go but here sign this deal we're going to let you wrestle and we're going to give you a role beyond wrestling and Johnny Gargano is one of those guys that could find himself in that position of being all right, when you're done wrestling, oh, you're now a producer for us. Oh, he's going to be a tremendous agent and, once and, he's done. And he's, he's in that position because he's already helped people along. He's already advanced himself quite a bit. Um, he, he would be in that keen position. Kyle O'Reilly is a performer. He likes to perform. I don't know if that's something he's, he's spouted interest in, you know. Um, but from people I've talked to that know Gargano, that is something he is interested in. Yeah, and uh, I don't think that's something that you're gonna get when you go to all the wrestling. And they don't really have a developmental system. They they have everybody wants factory. to come here. The, the mm-hmm. Dark is there, right? You know, they have something like that, but it isn't like a defined developmental system. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm of the thought where I think one of them is going, one of them is staying. I don't think that's far off. Yeah, and I said it on Top Story a while ago when we we're looking at O'Reilly, Gargano, and Kevin Owens. I I had said that I I expect the most odds of someone to stay would be Gargano. Uh, O'Reilly, his tag partners in AEW, Bobby Fish, uh, you know, they've been tagging for a long time. So I fully expect that he would go to uh, AEW. You know, you, you can't say everybody's going to is going to go there because not everybody's going to go there, but it makes sense for O'Reilly to go there. And Gargano, yeah, I, I think it's 50-50. Uh, I, 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 I can see him taking time off and, and then resigning. I, I would not be surprised. Rajon Kinder says, I pray, I pray to God, Johnny. Johnny does come back. I think that's the right thing. I think that's actually the right call. I think if he takes some time off and then come back to the company, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. But again, we're just kind of speculating and trying to guess at what he has in in his head. He would be be a perfect guy to pre-debut at the Royal Rumble or something like that or jump into WWE on Raw or SmackDown right after WrestleMania season would be wild. Like If he showed up that Monday or Friday after Mania, that'd be nuts. There's a lot of possibilities, and if he goes to all elite wrestling, he could do a lot of things there too. You know who wouldn't like him going to all elite wrestling? Everyone who's already in all elite wrestling now, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like that's already like trying oh, to like God, fight like, for another TV w- time. Yeah. One of the w- best w- w- guy. One of the best wrestlers in our generations coming over. Another yeah. great one. Uh, uh, it looks like Candice is uh, set to be uh, uh, set to give birth around February. So. Yeah uh mania time you know i i though i you know remember those reports when 2.0 came back they wanted to make gargano like the lead heel i don't know if that's still in the plans or not they have obviously not tonight <laughs> no uh they have any really uh it's you know he's kind of turned babyface once he started accepting dexter loomis so yeah it's interesting but they did have they do have big plans for gargano so i would not be surprised if he comes back um let's jump into this we want to cover the women's war games match why don't we do that huh war games. War games. Uh, we did not we did not get william regal yelling war games i was i was hoping we got we, we got denise salcedo we got yelling. i was just about to say we got denise shout salcedo. out to denise salcedo uh she she war did get to, uh she did she, uh denise salcedo a fine member of fightful and just the wrestling media world in general uh, she did get to be a part of the pre-show yeah, uh, and I did get to see it. I thought it was it was short, but it was it fun. was short. Hopefully, it leads to maybe something yeah. more down the road. Yeah, but it was perfect. It was fun, and it was 
joyful and, and fandom, and, and that, that's what you got out of it. Uh, the women's war games match, I had issues. I had tech issues watching this, but I did get to see the absolute ending of it. I was kind of annoyed. And this wasn't a peacock thing. This is just more my internet. So before it was just, oh, peacock suck. No, no, that was, this was an internet thing. Oh, you're going to start the, the those in the chat now. Here we go. <laughs> peacock <Yeah>. sucks. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of it? I I, I got to see the, just the ending of it. I love the injury angle with Cora Jade. I thought that was really well done. Um, I, I thought how it played off into the whole the whole thing where it left the uh, the good girls at a disadvantage and then in the end kind of turned it around. I, I really liked how they played that angle out. Yeah, I thought I, I you know the that that spot where Cora Jade jumped from the top of the cage through the table. Woo! I mean, it looked real dangerous, and the way that she kind of contorted her body made it look like she did something to her shoulder. Um, and but they played it off with that spot with EO popping that shoulder out of back into place. Doctor EO it off. And yeah, yeah. She kept <laughs> she kept selling the hell out of it. And anytime, but I thought this this match was really good. Big eyebrow raiser for me for Cora Jade to actually get the win in this yeah. matchup. That just shows how much they're behind Cora Jade right now. Um, but where does this leave Toxic Attraction? You know, they they've been pushing Toxic Attraction. They have mm-hmm. all the gold. And they didn't get the win. I mean, it's kind they of got all the belts. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah so, but you, like, if you really wanted to show their dominance as a faction with all the dude, undisputed era, that's a great mm-hmm. example. Yeah, you know, uh, they I, are I, champions I, and they won. Yeah, I True. actually thought Kaylee Ray was going to get the pin and set up that title match with Mandy Rose. So it was kind of surprised when Cora Jade pinned JC Jane. Uh, so now it's like, oh, who's Cora's tag partner going to be? Are they going to go for the tag ta- uh, tag championships now? Um, it was kind of also interesting how the crowd <clears throat> was literally shitting on Cora Jade. They started a you can't skate chant, but then by the end of the match with her performance and everything, the crowd turned around and was on her side. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Fickle. Fickle. Fickle NXT crowd. Yeah. Um, like like Kev said. Like Kev said, like we get we need to get out of the CWC for these takeovers. Uh yeah, I tweeted that out earlier. We'll get into that too. Uh shout out to Rory Washington, Puerto Rico. Shout out to Rory. Uh of course, Steven Chambers saying Cora J versus Manny Manny Rose is the current NXT Year's Evil. champion. Uh that's another thing about these Warriors matches. They really locked up the men and women's t- championship titles. So we have the tag belt and we have the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, but the top singles titles are kind of locked I, in this. I think it's going to be Mandy and Kaylee Ray, though. I don't think we'll see. Cor- I don't uh, think, uh, of course, they Mandy. also announced their next big special. This is not like a, a special on, on uh, WWE Network slash Peacock, uh, but it'll be another TV special coming up, a uh, two hour TV special. Same slot they would be in normally. Uh, this will be January 4th, New Year's Evil. Very uh, nice. We'll- Very evil. I enjoyed the promo where they cut to Mandy Rose in a crowd with devil eyes. I just, I don't know why it was funny that she was in a crowd that was like, it was, it was creepy to me. Yeah. These uh, New Year's so, shows are pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed the last one they did last year was, was eventful for sure. Yeah. Uh, they be, also teased be... um, that this week we will find out MSK is on this journey to find this shaman character. A lot of people think they knew who this person is. I hope it's riddle. Uh, there's been a lot of predictions <laughs> of who it could be. Uh, they knocked on a door. If it's not RVD, if it's not RVD, bro, come on. There were there were Katie. There were articles about his wife, Katie Forbes, about in WWE this week. Like, would WWE sign her? I wonder if it's Rob Van Dam now. Probably not because she's too. She's not in the demographic. She's a little uh, R R. She's not. She's not in the demographic that WWE is looking for. So she's more. She's not in the TV a, ratings that USA is looking for either. Maybe, 
<laughs> Maybe Trini. Guys, let's get into this tag team match because this yes. tag team match was probably one of the best matches of the night. Fabian Eichner, yeah. bro, the MVP of the night, dude. That yeah, guy dude. showed up and showed out. And I remember, dude, I've been following Fabian Eichner for years now mm-hmm. when he made his debut at the Cruiserweight Classic back in 2016. Yeah. And he was amazing in the Cruiserweight Classic. And tonight, he just popped it off to a whole nother level. I don't know if you guys agree, but, man, that was my take from that match. Yeah, he definitely he definitely shined in that match. I, I just cannot get behind Von Wagner. I don't know why. He just does not excite me at all. So I was not really looking forward to this match at much because I knew what the outcome was really going to be probably. But then just watching Fabian Eichner do what he did, did what he, you know, in that ring was just a, a tremendous sight to behold. And, uh, you know, just further solidifies just how great Imperium is. And man, if we could only get Walter to the States and, and just have the whole team together for a run, it'd be sweet. Why do people hate Von Wagner? What is the, like the despise of this guy? I got, He's got, got no charisma. Answer. He's got I got no the answer. I one. got the answer. Ooh, 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 ooh. Jose! Mr. Kevin. Oh, God, God. He's the wish version of Edge, dude. <laughs> he has no charisma, man. Oi. <laughs> he has the charisma of paint dry and it's like you can see that i just think it's a, from like it, a mile away he's like waiting for him to turn he's like he's just just waiting to, to hit him and then he's like yeah yeah i i, I don't interest me i don't dislike no. the guy but i don't get the i don't get the like line up and let's all have something mean to say about von wagner i just i'm just saying i'm not interested in the guy I, he okay. does not do anything for me okay yeah i just don't think he's uh i just don't think he's entertaining mm-hmm. no there's been other people we've said that before, and then they grew into something special, though, too. Yeah. So it, that's worth staying here. Uh, sexy but, Kenny saying Katie Forbes could be huge in WWE if they went with her. Huge. Uh, Christopher, uh, Ryan, Christopher Ryan Cooper says the reason he doesn't like Von Wagner is because of his big forehead. I mean, as someone with a big forehead, I would say, don't, don't, that's not fair. Forehead of phobia. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. He looks Kyle. like he's a caveman, bro. He looks like one of those Geico he does. cousins. He does. I'm, I'm waiting for him to just stay at the walkway at the airport. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, uh, O'Reilly dodging that attack and then just beating his ass was bad. Just how quick and smooth he did that was badass, man. I loved it. Then he threw up the, the Undisputed Air and then he threw in some suckets. That was great. That was great when he threw up the UEs. And then, the, yeah, that was great. That was tremendous. The old Kyle's uh, coming back. We already talked about how awesome Fabian Eichner was in that match. Lurch. But, yeah. A lot of people calling you. Lurch him. turn heel. Uh, and other people just enjoying the show in general. Um, and Eric saying he's three-fourths Neanderthal. Uh, the guy's just big. But well, you guys just, just made a Geico reference. So, I mean. I just made the caveman Geico reference for God's sake. You, can't, mean, bag, you is- can't bag on Eric for that comment. Exactly. <laughs> Calavera, bro. You got it. There you go. Uh, let's jump into this other match. This is one that where everyone thought they knew what was going to happen with it. It's We read a report on the internet, so this is the thing that's going to happen in this match, right? Please. The report on the internet was from Mr. Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Newsletter saying that WWE is going to basically work away from the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. All right? And the 205 Live show is still being produced. There's still scheduled tapings of it moving so not forward. Not everybody's 205 on that show. Uh, not everyone's 205 Live on the show. They're not. They're 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 not. Or 205. are they live? Or they're are live. They're, <laughs> they're not live, and nobody's 205. They're on live the to tape. <laughs> they are live to tape. They are and live. There's in no front Johnny Fives. 
Johnny Five, not alive. Li- yeah, but I'm saying it's not it's not a live broadcast. It's they are two oh five live taped in front of a live audience. That's what they are. All right. Taped. Two oh five live was taped in front of a studio audience. Yeah. That, 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 that is accurate. <laughs> so his report is basically that they're gonna get rid of the cruiserweight championship. It makes sense. It makes sense with the Gacy character. Sure. And the Gacy's the all-inclusive ca- title, bro. And he was gonna have this new all-inclusive title, which he says is weight shaming. Uh and uh, I thought that was clever. Uh now there's a lot of people that don't like Gacy and don't oh. like the idea of him mocking. I love his the character. I, it's I love it. They, 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 uh, there's a lot of people who are very aggravated about him. I wish they didn't gets... change up his music though. I like that old theme he had with the guitar and stuff. They changed it up tonight. Didn't like it. Uh, and so the concept, you know, but mind you, everyone's saying, you know, like Kenny's saying, uh, oh, Meltzer's not reliable. At no point in this report that Meltzer put out did he say that this change with the Cruiserweight title would be consequential to this match. So everyone just kind of rushed to this conclusion. Oh, my God. People on the Internet rushing to a conclusion no. with one thing? Jump to, get the jump to conclusions, Matt, out. Yeah. All right, so everyone just, you know, rushing to, to get to this conclusion. So everyone took that report as, all right, they're doing this match with Gacy, who says he's going to change the title, and he'll get the Cruiserweight title at this. He'll beat Roderick Strong, who's the NXT Cruiserweight champion, get that title from him in the Diamond Mine group that's behind him, and change it, and it'll become this other thing, right? That didn't happen. Uh, him and Roderick Strong had a very competitive match. Uh, they traded some holes. I like that. Uh, that Gacy got to do some new things, submission wise. Gacy's hanging in there with like kind of like the, the MMA style wrestler yeah. that they're going for with Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is nothing to mess with. Oh. I think he's a stud wrestler. I think he's a machine, bro. He, he's a machine. Uh, I think there's a, in a in a drop of a hat. I think there's a reason he's the figurehead of this new group. It works for him. Uh, it, it is something I think you can develop in the long run. Diamond Mine, I'm not saying it's a hit right out of the gate, but in terms of the things that NXT has, it's one of the more defined things that works. Yeah. And then the other side of that is with Gacy is he's one of the more riskier things, which okay. whether or not people like it is working. I'm not saying it's a massive hit for them, uh, but it is working because you don't like him. You're very aggravated about it. This is heel versus heel. So you kind of had mm. to let the crowd just kind of pick who they wanted. And they picked Roderick. Mm-hmm. And the idea was, well, Gacy's going to get this belt and it's going to piss them off, right? And you're going to get some heat <laughs> on him. They didn't go that way. I think Gacy's fine because Gacy's all about the promo first. Oh yeah, he'll he'll have segments every week. Absolutely, on the next dude. I thought I, I thought, um, you know, I, I like the Gacy character because it kind of reminds me of a more modern version of Waylon Mercy. If you remember Waylon Mercy from back in the '90s before the Attitude Era, this guy Dan Spivey, he was ahead of his time with that character. It didn't last as long as it should. I, but he was actually kind of he's actually was the uh uh he was the inspiration for Bray Wyatt actually um mm-hmm. but uh, I I I, I kind of see some similarities with the psychology and things like that the way he's controlling Harland and I I really he's one of those characters that I really like on NXT I agree dude I think uh what they're doing with with uh with the uh, the Gacy uh, character I think is really good because it's actually really what's going on right now in our society with everybody being that you know that extra woke and i just think it's that extra woke turned to 11 and i think it's great because he's trying to like impose what he's trying to do on everybody it's a fine line you know it is it's a fine line line, but 
But that's what WWE does, right? They already they use what's going on in pop culture and current events. I mean, this they is use a character that fine line, and then they they just bump up the volume ten or eleven. I forgot about this until Steven just posted that. Oh Steve, God, here's yes. your TV four time rating jacket time. Yes, called jacket time. Oh, uh, crap we, it time. Of course, so that uh, was part of my nitpicky stuff that I wanted to point out. These we had a whole show of we had like thirty minutes worth of vignettes. Well, a lot of it was. To get the cage out of the way and then get the well, cage yeah, set up. Well, yeah, I understand that, but you yeah. could have you could have used your time doing something else instead of showing me vignettes. I can't like showing it. me or or showing or, or showing me um Ikemanjiro taking a crap <laughs> in the bathroom, bro. Like what <laughs> that was, was something the point else. of that? I like what the, vign- the point of that. What I like, I like the vignettes of the you know that we've seen before of, of people to give maybe maybe people don't watch 2.0 and they only tuned into the Peacock show. Kind of gives them uh, a catch up on what these characters are doing right now, like how they're ruining grizzled young veterans. Uh, but I kind of liked how I kind of liked how they of did the this. vignettes they ran. The grizzled young veterans had the best one where they manipulate someone to use their phone to order uber eats and take their food <laughs> look which yeah, I, which, but that's, I just don't uh, yeah, like what just, they're doing with those guys no, that's neither, not their man. style i'll take that over what they were doing euro before i'll take that way over no, well, I won't. okay well then i i, I will i won't yeah I, okay i'm gonna have to side with you kevin i would probably take that over what mm-hmm. we saw with Euro, just because oh i thought you said euro like what they did in the uk i'm sorry no, I, I said his name wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to Oh, no, I thought you were saying, talking about Grizzly Young Veterans in the back, UK. Back to the, this Cruiserweight title issue. Because everyone thought Gacy's going to win this belt and you're going to run off with it, right? Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the predictable things that didn't play out. Nope. Uh, so, uh, Stephen Chambers, why have Cruiserweight title division if you don't hardly have any wrestlers under 205 Live? Here's the thing. The weight limit doesn't matter. That's a work. Uh, there's so many wrestlers that you see that are uh, built at a certain height or a certain weight, and they are not that, or they're built from being from a certain place that they're not actually from. Uh, and that's their character, and their character's weight is that. You, and their you mean de- you mean Undertaker ain't from Death Valley, California? No, he's not. And so I, I can understand where what? you what you when you think two hundred five live, you get this idea of WCW cruiserweight wrestling from the nineties and like smaller guys. That's fine, and they they presented this, they built that up with. Yeah, it. I wonder if Aitner was ever two hundred five. I don't know. He was, no, uh, he's not two hundred five live. That guy, the guy's easily. Well, like, he was a lot later well, when, when he the, when he was in the when he twenty sixteen in the CWC. You had to weigh 205 so he him and cedric alexander had to cut some serious weight in order to make that tournament because he was shredded him and cedric were shredded at the cwc i don't think roderick strong is 205 live because i think uh, cedric would always like in ring of honor cedric (laughs) more like 190 (laughs) cedric would wrestle around 230 most of his time in ring of honor yeah yeah Oh, but that God, that I still can't get that jacket time thing out of my head now that I, oh, I had God. forgotten about it. Then it got brought up in the chat. Now I can't. Now, now I'm thinking now, dumb and dumber. Now, now. We, I'm thinking, I'm thinking now dumb and dumber about it. Now we can't forget about it. <laughs> I think Jeff Daniels on the it's crapper on dumb and dumber. In my brain, I can't get it out of my mind right now. It's so stupid. I'm, my wife's putting up Christmas decorations while I'm watching <laughs> War Games. She sees this segment. And she just hears this guy <laughs> farting up a storm and eating pizza and ice cream mm-hmm. and all this crap. And she's like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, oh, it's a wrestler doing what a the What was going on in that video, by the way? I, like, looked away, and all of a sudden I heard farts and then Jiro's He, in the he ordered a bunch of food. So he ordered, like, two mega slices of pizza. He ordered, like, fried chicken and um, three buckets of ice cream. Yeah. Why? All this. And I have no idea. Because he's hungry. I have no idea. I have no idea. Because he's hungry. 
So it, he just started. It, 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 it sucked. <laughs> like it, 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 made abs- it, it made absolutely no sense. Vince laughed. I'm sure. Some good shit. That, good yeah, shit. yeah, I love it when people poop. Let's wrap <laughs> up, guys. Let's wrap up. We got Let's one get match to it. Uh, overall ratings, the one to ten. That's what we always do. We got one objective left. rating here. We got one uh, match left. Uh, wait, what other match do we have recovered? We did not talk about Duke and oh Cameron yeah, oh, Tim Moon. Oh, that was, that was, that you was were giving me the wrap up, uh, so I was I was jumping right to it. Uh, I thought this. Was I forgot we had that. I forgot we had that match. Solid match. Solid match. Hair versus hair match. The vignette really sold it, right? Someone getting powerbomb through a, a poker table. Uh, I thought the build to this was better than people gave it. I'm not saying it was a fantastic match, but someone put you through a poker table. You're the money guy. And then Grimes really drove it home with the promo this week. I thought his promo really made me care about this match, right? And, and the gimmick, too. I also like the idea that they utilize the other ring. It was double ring. So you're doing these matches without the war games. What are you going to do in the other ring next door? And that's why they put the they put the barber chair in there. And I thought that yep. was a, a, a fun element. Uh, and Cameron Grimes wins up with a flashy finish. You know, catches him uh, sleeping and gets gets him with maybe, the roll-up. Maybe a little tights in there, maybe. maybe yeah, little, so what? He's he's a little bit of a tweeny heel. He can he can do the shenanigans, right? He's, he he likes a little of that Memphis heat on top of it, uh, and he wins. And you know, Duke Hudson's not going to have it, but he catches him and, yeah. and is able to buzz his hair. And I thought, give it to Duke Hudson. Guy's fairly new, but he sold this like oh, the shock faces. It was definitely like a, a test of your ability to sell something with your face in wrestling because that's yeah. where your money is. You can say more with your face, and sometimes you can say with your mouth. Duke Hudson said a lot with that. Him and Cameron Grimes. I think uh, Cameron Grimes is a fun mid-card comedy uh, character. I think he could be just as successful on SmackDown to Rob doing oh, the yeah. same type of character. He's a tremendous wrestler coming from the Hardy pedigree in North Carolina. Yeah. Um. I I loved I loved that he gave him the old Keith Flint from Prodigy. If you remember the old fire starter guy, gave him the old shave right down the middle. Uh. I thought Grimes was gonna lose. I thought no way Duke's gonna lose that beautiful hair, but. Uh, thank God Cameron Grimes gets to keep his beautiful hair. So yeah. it was an it was an okay match, NXT level, maybe more of a television level match, not takeover. Yeah, yeah and it was also deep really... in the show. This was deep in the show, and this is after this is after the women's war games match. This is after that solid tag team match. Right in the middle, right in the right middle, middle. And dead smack in the middle, dude. Yeah, I think this um, would have been better suited to be maybe that second match out. Kind of bring the crowd down from the cage, have some fun, have some ha-ha, buzz someone's hair. You know, do, do yeah. gaga wrestling, which Cameron Grimes is very good at. I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, and I, I do think the positioning of it didn't do any service to it. No. No, and I think also, and this is just from my point of view, when I'm looking at the build up to this matchup, it it was good until the go home show, for example. For and for me, and you said it, you hit it right on the head, Kevin. When these guys are testing them and they they want to know what their reaction is going to be, it's all in the face. And Duke Hudson sold me on the shock that he was be getting his head shaved, right? Or he that he sold lost. me on that. He was, or, he was so and, shocked. And that he lost. Yeah. Yes, he he absolutely convinced me of that. But you know what? He didn't convince me of that he was going to win this match and his promo against uh, against Cameron Grimes on Tuesday night. Because to be 100% honest, he ain't that good, bro. He ain't that good on the mic. And he did mm. not convince me of this was going to be a match that I really wanted to watch and that he, I was invested in. Yeah, he needs a little more confidence. Plus, the things he does at the poker table would get him kicked out of every casino in the country, by the way. You, you guy mucked his cards. You can't get up and look at him. Come on. But yeah.
He, yeah, he just needs a little more confidence. He reminds me. I, I think in time, Duke's going to be good. He reminds me of a young Wade Barrett, uh, who is yeah. right right nearby on the commentary table. I think Wade sees it himself too when you hear him on commentary. I think he'll be fine in the long run. But man, poker was mainstream in two thousand three. They need to get Duke a better gimmick. I agree. Let's give you the one to ten. What do you think here, gentlemen? I think this show is a. Uh, I almost want to give it a, a six eight, six point eight. I six can't give it a seven. Dang, a six, hey, you're going that low. Huh? Uh, you know, a, I'm, I'm gonna give it a seven. How about a six point nine? Four twenty sixty nine. My screen name. Um, hey. I, I'm gonna give it a solid seven. I think I, I was thinking less than seven, <clears> but a solid seven. Uh, the War Games matches sold it. I thought the rest of the show was fine. You know. Uh, but the tag team matches were good. I was hoping for a little bit more of a, a surprise, but you know they don't tell you there's going to be a surprise, so I'm okay with that. Maybe a Triple H, maybe a William Regal saying War Games, maybe a Samoa Joe. Uh, but say maybe in the long run, it's probably better to save that for television, right? Mm-hmm. Probably better to save those type of things for television. Uh, and I do think you got the payoff you wanted. Two big War Games matches, not a bad show. I do think NXT 2.0 is on its way to becoming something and that takes time you can't mm-hmm. do that i think this is about <laughs> truly making this brand into something that creates big main you know mainstream stars and I, that's what they're trying to get the show back to not being yeah. an alternative within wwe but yeah. a show that creates big stars that you're going to see soon on raw and smackdown yeah. and wrestlemania and so I, i'm and i'm so entertained for the most part of 2.0 yeah. i'm entertained there are things that are missing but there are a lot of things that are hitting. Joe mm-hmm. Gacy, Carmelo Hayes, Ron Breaker, uh, and Grayson Waller since he turned heel. Uh, you know, a lot of things are working in that company right now on that brand. We're getting 7.5s. We're getting 8s here. I gave it a 7. I was almost not going to. Mr. James <laughs> Espanto Fernando. That guy gives it an 8.5. Wow, Ooh. that's a very strong rating. You want to go first next or Jose, or you want me to? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I think I'm going to give this about <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7.5. I would have given it an 8 um, just because I think they could have managed their time better instead of using vignettes. They could have done some backstage segments or had like the announcers on screen plugging in the next event or even talking about the match that just happened. Um, I, I felt like they spent too much time running those vignettes, and I get it. For the for the people that were watching it for the first time to catch them up, however, um, the matches they were good, they were entertaining, they went at a good pace. Both War Games matches and the tag team match were fantastic. Hair versus hair match was okay, uh, and and a cruiserweight was okay, but overall, man, I thought it was good. So yeah, seven seven point five. Yeah, I agree with Jose. I, uh, 7.5 was the number that stuck on my head in my head. Three of the five matches were takeover quality matches, which were your four and five star range matches. I thought three of those matches were uh, on that kind of level. Two mat, the other two matches probably could have belonged on uh, in an NXT television show. Um, they weren't bad by any means, but they were just there. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I think 7.5 is a, a pretty accurate number to give it. Yeah, certainly could be an interesting scenario. Want to know what you guys continue to think and tell us here. Uh, as I scroll through the chat, and I, I want to make sure I don't leave anything here. Uh, Tim Hardy saying, Gargano said on Tuesday he will tell all live on NXT. So Johnny Gargano alluding that he will be on NXT this week. So that'll be interesting to see here. Uh, Anthony has a question. Jose, 
I have a question. Did Vince and Bruce change the War Games match to the NXT Championship match because Breaker was holding the title after the match? No, he was just holding the title because he's he next. holding the title. <laughs> I, I saw some people tweet out that they just tuned in and they saw that and they didn't know oh. what was going on and they were kind of confused. And then mm. there were some people that like tuned in this I later. I can see why that could be very confusing. Yeah, That'd there were some it. people tuning in like because there was a football game on. There was an NFL game on. It's worth noting that NXT War Games, I was shocked by this. I was talking to you about this, Jeremy, during the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That NXT War Games trended on Twitter in the United States. Overtook ahead it. of. Overtook the, the NFL. Overtook the NFL. Uh, and then I looked at the Google Trends, and they were also doing it on Google Trends, which is mm-hmm. very, very surprising. You know, this is a TV show that gets around 700,000 viewers, overnight viewership. Mind you, Ratings are a very skewed system. They probably get a few million people watching the show. Any show that has that does. I'm just saying an overnight rating is very, it's a very skewed system. I mean that in general with all television ratings. It's probably a lot more people watching NFL football. I'm not saying that a lot more people watching NXT over NFL football. I was just surprised by the level of engagement that the show got. And I wonder if a lot of people were tuning in thinking like, yeah, this is the big setup for Johnny Gargano and uh, Kyle O'Reilly and it's a war games match. Good on them. I mean, for, as much as there's been setbacks for NXT this year and pulling it back, there's something to be said for we were trending above the NFL on a Sunday night. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good, strong ratings. It was a strong show. Not a great show. I, I didn't think this was better than the last takeover, but definitely seek it out. Anthony gives it a 9.5 here, uh, but definitely seek it out here. We have a uh, 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 Joseph checks and said, I'm not a WWE fan. But at times, this NXT show surprised me, and I enjoyed it a lot. Everyone worked their ass up. I'd say an 8.0. Wow, some people gave it better ratings than I did. My thing is, I was just thinking of the last NXT show, the end of the black and gold. Mm, yeah. This is your first show with this. <clears throat> we knew so, the black and gold was going to bring it on that show, too. So. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'm into where they're going with it. I think Braun Breaker is an exciting guy. You know, if you're going to roll the dice with somebody who's very, very new, who's had less than 20 matches on television, they're going with the right type of guy here. Uh, we are getting this news, and this is kind of developing here yeah, as we're broke. live on air. PW Insider just broke it. Uh, PWI Insider breaking the story that Jeff Hardy was sent home from the WWE Tour this past weekend. Now, obviously, WWE always running concurrent shows. This is live events. Uh, he worked a Saturday night's live event in Edinburgh, Texas, teaming with King Xavier Woods and Drew McIntyre in the main event against the bloodline of Roman Reigns and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. After spending most of the match in the ring and getting worked over by bloodline, apparently becoming more sluggish in the match went on. Uh, Hardy made a tag to McIntyre, but then <clears throat> immediately disappeared into the crowd. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, he reportedly went into the crowd at one point, this is according to Wrestling Inc., followed by security, and then never returned to the ring and didn't even participate in the post-match celebration with Woods and McIntyre. So, that is uh, very odd. Very yeah. odd. Maybe it's a health issue, you know? It could be could be something in the ring, you know? I've heard bad stories of guys being in the ring and they get real sick or, yeah. oh boy, I gotta go to the bathroom or something like that, you know? <laughs> had, to, had, to take a ja- had to take a jacket shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> you want to take a jacket. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully it's nothing serious. You know, obviously he's had his demons in the past too but i think he's been well over those so i'm not i don't think we're gonna have to go into that direction i think probably uh either um dehydration you know it could be uh just worn out you know it just physically and god, body god for, shut down god, you, you know, know god forbid it's it's uh the more serious substance issue which is something that's plagued him health wise yeah. his whole life Hope but not. 
Hope, you hope he, not. He, you he's hope been not. he's been uh he's he's kicked that for a while now, so hopefully it ain't that. Yeah. Yeah, but getting sent home not good. You know, no. getting sent home on a tour is is not good here. Uh, and he was not at the Corpus Christi event that followed. He was replaced by Rey Mysterio on that show. So yeah. we'll see what happens here. I think we'll certainly have more information on this tomorrow as more details come together. And keep an eye on sportskita.com for the latest on that. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and download the Sportskita app. It's available on all your major platforms. We also have the SK Wrestling app if you just want it specific to wrestling. Uh, and if you haven't done it, uh, please subscribe to Sportskita Wrestling on YouTube. 23,000 strong. Uh, we also have a new alternative channel, which is just our top five stuff. It's called Wrestle Binge. Mm-hmm. Just search Wrestle Binge. It's two separate words. You'll see the SK logo right there with it. Get it. You get to uh, hear. Yeah. Uh, you get to hear his dulcet tones. You get to hear my dulcet tones. Yeah, sometimes. we we vo. We get to do some really goofy stuff. I did yeah. a, a voiceover today where I pitched a buddy cop movie in the. It's it like they're like I get to put jokes in it, and I like to pitch movies with pairings. And I'm told, like, Kevin, you got to stop doing this because then we have to make a poster and put it in the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pitched, uh, I pitched Lethal Weapon. No, I pitched Lesnar Weapon with Heath nice. Slater Lesner and Brock Lesnar being buddy cops that are paired together that don't want to go long. Yeah. I think <laughs> now it should be Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn. Those guys worked pretty good together on SmackDown. I, re- I recorded this before. <laughs> I can imagine uh... the conversations and the stakeout. Damn, Brock, I got kids. <laughs> I'm too old for these. Reminds me, of, shit. reminds me of Total Recall. I got five kids to feed. <laughs> uh, I just did a, I just did a voiceover on uh, Russell Binge. I don't know if it's out yet or not, but uh, five WWE records that'll never be broken. That uh, is out. That just dropped. That, is out. that just, that just dropped, dropped today. today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's some good, some good, uh, interesting facts on that one too. Uh, definitely go check it out. Uh, I know uh, you guys are busy. Of course, Lost in the Mid Card, your podcast, Jeremy. Mm. We uh been on a month-long hiatus, but uh, I am happy to announce we will be uh, uh, should be back this week. I, I think we are about 90% sure that uh, we will be making our return this week. Uh, we had some uh, health issues, some family issues, a lot of things going on. Thankfully, I think everything is uh, okay with uh, myself and Matt now. Uh, so we are uh, we should be back. Uh, this week that means thursday is when the new show is going to drop we'll record after dynamite on wednesday search for lost in the mid card on any of your podcasting channels make sure you hit the new feed so you get our feed from anchor.fm now and of course we do a video version on a youtube also just search for lost the mid card give us a little subscribe scheme we'd like to get a few more people on the youtube Rekins of wrestling jose when are you dropping the next episode when are they getting we're live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. We're live on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitch. So make sure you give us a like, share, and a subscribe over there. Smash the notification bell so you know whenever we drop brand new stuff for you guys. Uh, I'm going to be busy. I do have a, a run of comedy shows in Wisconsin. Uh, I, I had a, I had an offer from a friend to go see SmackDown on the 17th, and I was like, I'm booked. I can't go. Ooh. Uh, they're going to double tape Smackdowns on the 17th in Chicago at the Allstate Arena. I'm going to be in Wawatosa, Wisconsin at the Stockhouse Brewing Company. I'm going to be headlining there. And then I'm going to be headlining in Eden, Wisconsin, uh, the following year, December 18th at Twofers Bub and Grill. Uh, so uh, you can find out all the info uh, and a new clip of my stand-up where I defend pro wrestling. I defend Sorry. that F word. That damn F word against the dreaded F word. I defend pro wrestling to people so that don't so watch it. What's your favorite it. show? What's your favorite show? It was fake. 
I just started cracking up on yeah, that. You enjoyed it? Uh, so I'm working on some stuff. I'm trying to book some uh, comedy stuff around WrestleMania. So if you know somebody who's got a bar and a back room that doesn't have TVs on in it in the general Dallas, oh. Texas area. Yeah, before we head out, before we head out, um, after we're done with the broadcast, I'll get you in contact with my brother because he knows all the people over there. All right. There, there we go. go. There, there we, we go. go. All right. Dallas, Locking Fort it Worth. down. Watch out. It's all right. Let's down. get out of here, guys. It's midnight. Uh, it's it's late for you. It's late for me. Thank you guys so much. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, whether or not you're Johnny Gargano and you're Kyle O'Reilly and you're going this place or going that place, or you're that or your guy with a fancy jacket pooping in a bathroom. All right. <laughs> what do you got to do? You got to enjoy it. Enjoy wrestling, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. Don't make fart noises.